And welcome back to the Sooner Surge. And today we are joined by how many are there? One, two, three, four, five. Uh, I, it's more than I can count. Uh, writers from SurgeSportsNetwork.com uh, for a another episode of uh, March Madness recap. Uh, this time round two uh, was over the weekend, round of 32. And uh, there was some shockers. We got Princeton uh, going to the Sweet 16. <laughs> Uh, then we also have some uh, one seeds that are no longer with us, and we have one of their fans here, Javen. So, Javen, uh, give you the floor first on Kansas, Arkansas. I mean, um, it was a tough one not having self there. That was definitely a big hurt, and I think it makes a big difference, possibly even winning the game. But um, even with self, there were self, there were a lot of holes on this team. And I think Arkansas really kind of attacked those, um, especially when it came to the depth. Um, you could tell guys were tired at the end and they weren't able to quite make it through. Yeah, this is a game that on the March Madness round one recap, I think a lot of us, I know Seth and Jonathan were on that one. We, we highlighted this game as one of the ones to watch as far as maybe an upset. Part of that was, I think, because Bill Self wasn't coaching. And guys, when you get in March, it's – Coaches, coaches make a massive difference. You don't, you don't have to look very far. Tom Izzo, the guy, the guy just wins every March. It's ridiculous. But Bill Self, I think, would have made a difference in that game. And again, we just mentioned this briefly in our chat before we started this, but the display that Eric Musselman put on was ridiculous with the shirt. Oh I, unbelievable, dude. I, I actually like the guy a little bit, but to me, that's a lot of very impulsive. And I think I talked about it about Chris Beard, guys, on on uh, whatever the last pod was. I'm not sure that that's going to bode well for him in the long run. Uh, but, yeah, definitely Kansas. I, what's the story that you're hearing on Grady Dick, Javen? Um, most likely he's gone. Um, he's projected to even go higher than Wilson. And so oh. it's, yeah, it's pretty high doubt that he'll stay. It'd be nice, though. Could definitely use it. Yeah. Well, I'll say the takeaway that I have from that game, Javen, the one thing that would frustrate me the most as if I was a Kansas fan in your shoes is that Nick Smith Jr., he was a no-show. And and he's Arkansas' best player, and it really isn't even close. Yeah, I was really disappointed in them being able to stop Devontae Davis in the second half. Um, it just felt like there weren't very many adjustments. Like when they made that 11-0 run, um, there wasn't really a timeout called. And the only subs they made were between Ijafor and Clements, which – and you could tell when they were in the game, the offense was just so slow and they couldn't do anything. Even with Adams and Uday having four fouls, I think they still would have played better. Yeah. And there, Roberts has been under the – you know, he's been in, in, in big t- – games with the Big 12 tournament and, you know, when uh, Self was serving his suspension, but there's it, it's a totally different animal when you get into NCAA tournament second round, going to the Sweet 16, I think maybe not calling those, time, not using a timeout there, uh, that did come back to haunt them, and there's some other judgments that you, that you mentioned in your article today, Javen, that I agree with that Self maybe could have been the difference there. Yeah, definitely, and then you know, as as impulsive as it was at the end of the game by Musselman to take his shirt off, it was a well-coached game. They attacked KU really well. 
I think they I think they really went for KU's weaknesses and they shot them right down, especially in the second half. You can tell they made those adjustments. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's go to one seed that's still in the tournament. Claire, share with us uh, just uh, thoughts on Bama. In my opinion, Bama's got now the, the bracket's wide open for them uh, with next round in San Diego State, and then you got the winner of Creighton, Princeton. So, uh, Claire, yeah, talk to us about Alabama and what you're seeing. Yeah, I'm. I've really been proud of this team, how they've grown over the year from, you know, their what they took of their loss to OU and how they. The team had overcome that, and Coach uh, Oates really used that as a coaching moment and that they've succeeded past that. This is the best Alabama football team we've ever had in history um, in the 112 years, I believe, that we've, been, we've had a – we've housed a basketball program. Um, and I was, I was very nervous at the start of the Maryland game. I don't think we took a lead until seven minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, left in the first half and so that was a little nerve-wracking to see but we really pulled through I was a little nervous about Brandon Miller and his injury Um, he did not practice on Friday and so that was kind of I was interested to see how he would perform and he ended the night with like 19 points and I was I was mightily surprised but Javon Quinterly really came out and stole the show yet again Um, and yeah it was a great game battle of the defenses yeah, to me, that's what that's what's going to separate Alabama is, man, when they get after you defensively, and it's a lot like Houston. I know Jonathan's going to probably see a little bit of Houston if they can get there, but, man, the defense that these guys are playing uh, with the athleticism, I mean, there's that one span of the game when uh, Brandon Miller blocks the shot on one end from behind, goes down and nails a three. That was like, man, uh, you can definitely see the athleticism pouring out and the guy that you mentioned there claire was quinterly yeah so he's acl guy right yeah he tore his acl um first round in last year's tournament um and then got replaced this year by Jaden bradley um and did not even come he didn't get his first start this year until the first the first game of the sec tournament so he's only started the last five games so he's really he's a He's a senior, so. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, whenever I watched Alabama play against OU, I really thought, oh, Alabama's in trouble. This is the downfall of their season. But just like you said, Clara, that you've been impressed with how – their coach is Nate Oates, right? That's his name? Yeah. How he's yeah. been able to kind of bring this team together. And Alabama's shown that they can win in many different ways, and they're going to be maybe the toughest team to beat the rest of the tournament. Yeah, I um, it's really funny to see what they came from with the with the loss to OU and where they came where they've come to now. And, you know, if we win, this is only the 10th time in program history we've made it to the Sweet 16. And if we win um, against San Diego State on Friday, it will be the first time in program history uh, that we've ever been to the Elite Eight. So big, big, big accomplishments and feats for um, the basketball team. Yeah, definitely uh, uh, a new new era, I guess, of Alabama basketball that we're seeing. And uh, I don't have anything really against Alabama basketball. I will say that I thought the SEC was overrated, but they're proving uh, to be a pretty good, strong conference, really. Uh, 
Uh, Big 12 maybe was a little bit overrated, but we'll get to the Big 12 in a second. Jonathan, with you. Uh, Seth, uh, I, I guess I jinxed Missouri with the round one recap when I said that Princeton had no shot and was going to blow him out of the water. I'm like the lead Corso on this show, so usually when I make a prediction, we can take the opposite, but what do you have to – and I am the oldest guy on here, so I'm definitely lead Corso. But, uh, what about the Missouri Tigers, man? Yeah, Jeremy, all day after you said that, I was sitting around, and I'm like, I really just do not have a good feeling about this basketball game. And you know what? I turned out to be right. Um, you know, you take a look at the Missouri Tigers in this one. Um, you, you want a difference maker. They were out-rebounded 44-30 to 30, um, from be on the three-point arc. They were uh, outshot 12-6, to six. so Princeton was able to find it uh from beyond the arc and you know that was a huge difference in this one another huge difference is that Princeton uh found an answer for a scorching hot Demoy Hodge they held him to two points um he was one of six from the field oh of three from three um DeAndre Golston he led the way for the Tigers in scoring with 19 points but it just felt like no matter what the William or the Missouri Tigers tried to do um Princeton they found a way to uh get through the defense it was just a struggle for Missouri to keep guys in front of them and that's reflected in the final score you know Princeton um a a great team uh they've won 78 to 63 and it just seems that you know no team has really had an answer for them yet and that's going to be interesting as they take on Creighton in the sweet 16 um but really you know that game I don't think really shows what this Missouri Tigers team was this year you know uh I talked about it you know thinking back to last year with Kwanzo Martin you know every time you saw a Missouri Tigers game um in Mizzou Arena the place was empty uh the students you know they didn't really show out the public didn't really show out it was a pretty empty Mizzou Arena you know Mizzou they tried to do giveaways they tried to get people you know in seats and that just didn't happen so you know you see Kwanzo Martin uh the university lets him go. They bring in Dennis Gates, and it felt like for the first time in a while there was a little bit of buzz around the Missouri Tigers basketball team. And they start off the season 9-0. and They're selling out Mizzou Arena. They're winning SEC games. They're taking leads, and more importantly, they're holding leads until the end. I can't remember how many times, you know, in Quanzo Martin's last season, whenever the Tigers had a lead, someone would tell me about it. And I'm like, well, let's check back in five minutes and see how that's going uh, for Mizzou. But, you know, uh, Dennis Gates, he uh, revived a program and, you know, uh, these guys like um, Trago Million, he's gone after this year, DeAndre Golson, Demoy Hodge, uh, Nick Honor, all those guys, you know, um, they were all graduate students on the team this year. So that's going to be a tough loss to them. You know, I think Missouri Tigers fans, you know, they, they owe a lot to Dennis Gates, you know, those seniors as well as Kobe Brown, you know, uh, they, they revived a program that was in desperate need of some energy. Yeah. And they do lose a lot, but I mean, they can just check OU or TU's got several guys that have entered the portal. OU's not keeping anyone around, it looks like. No one's wanting to play here in Norman, so Hunter will be suiting it up, like we said, next year. Uh, yeah, can you blame people for not wanting to play in Norman? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty bad. I, yeah, uh, I, I'm going to be playing, uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm not necessarily enthused to play for Porter Moser. I don't like the guy. 
but uh, I'll do everything I can for, to get us a win. So, uh, 100 points, probably will still lose. Uh, anyhow, as much as it pains me to uh, bring up this next topic, uh, Jonathan, Texas Longhorns, moving on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, this game, this game was, I'm going to be honest, it was a rough one. It was a rough one to watch, especially with the Longhorns shooting the three. But the defense stepped up. Uh, I was told all day by Hunter that uh, Penn State's three-point shooting, and specifically the shooting of, I think, Andrew Funk, was going to send the Longhorns home. And uh, if Funk went uh, two of ten from three, so it's safe to say he was in that shooting Funk. Um, yeah, so. I, I think it was what Penn State shot like 20% from three as a team and Texas they, uh, made one all game, right? Yeah. Uh, Penn State was eight of 28 for a uh, 28% from three and Texas was one of 13 for 7% from three. Um, but the three point shot d- doesn't need to go for Dylan DeSue. Dylan DeSue, I said in the first uh, March Madness recap that he's made the month of March, his March, his month. And he has continued on that with a, 20 with 28 points and the I believe school record for most made field goals in a March Madness game is are the most attempted field goals or most made field goals he went 14 of 20 um Serge Barry Rice and Tyrese Hunter and Marcus Carr didn't really build up on the shooting performances they had in the first one but they played their role right along with Timmy Allen defensively it was another defensive masterclass from Rodney Terry and the offense got the scoring when it needed to uh, 71 66 does not show how rough it was scoring for the, for these two teams. I mean, these teams were having to get down low scoring. I want to say Texas had 40 points in the paint this game. It was, it was a rough shooting game for both teams and a very good defensive effort by both coaches. And I, I, I think the score shows a bit more offense than actually happened. If you watch that full game. Well, that's, what's crazy. Jonathan, one three-pointer, and you still hang 71 points on, on them. Yeah. It's impressive, and, and to win the game. Because if you'd have told me before the game to make one three-pointer, I would have said there's no chance. But the big guys, man, you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. in the paint, they're, and they're a team. And we'll start with Jackson here. Uh, since we just got a recap of all the teams, now we're going to get everyone involved in maybe talking about some things. Uh, Jackson, start. What would Let's just go around and – Try to leave your team out of it if possible. Uh, it may be hard to do, but what would the dream matchup be for an a NCAA tournament final? NCAA tournament final here. Well, you know, I would really, to me, the matchup I would like to see the most would obviously be Kansas State and Houston because that that's why I picked. But oh. also, but also, I would not be a hard out, Jackson. Who would you see dream okay. basketball? Okay. I'm going to be honest. I would like to see Princeton go all the way. Now, I don't care who they, who they play because who doesn't like to see a Cinderella story go all the way? Okay. What about you, Hunter? Uh, yeah, Princeton is one. I think really could possibly – obviously, it's a Cinderella. They're, they're always going to lose at some point. But with Princeton, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I'm sorry, Seth, but they they kind of had a blowout win, and usually these Cinderella yeah. teams are very close games, fought out. They're won by uh, single digits, and it was a lot closer, or a lot not close, as the scoreboard said, because uh, I could be wrong, but I think it was 20. I'm sorry, Seth. Yeah, I mean, 
it got out of hand. I had to walk away. It was uh it, it it wasn't fun to watch, but no, Princeton, they definitely showed that, you know, they have what it takes, you know, uh, they 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 want people to keep doubting them. You know, I think that as these Cinderella teams progress and teams like and teams don't doubt them as much, I think that kind of starts to spell the recipe for disaster for them. But if teams can keep overlooking the Princeton Tigers, the Princeton Tigers are going to keep winning. Yeah, and I don't know that Creighton's going to overlook him for sure. Creighton's pretty – Creighton's got a great starting five like we talked about in the last one. But, I mean, my dream my dream matchup is Alabama-Houston. Just yeah, from, a, from a basketball standpoint. Now, I would love for Princeton to be in the finals. I mean, that'd be great. But overall, for a basketball-watching standpoint, in my opinion, NBA guys, it's going to be someone like Alabama-Houston, I think, would be the most intriguing watch for me. Uh, what about uh, others on here? Uh, I would say Alabama and UCLA. Um, I just really like the way UCLA, UCLA plays. Um, and I think Ty, I love the way Tiger Campbell plays as well. Short guy, but he's scrappy. He finds a way to lead that team. And so I think they're just a fun team to watch play basketball. I totally forgot about UCLA. Yeah, Pac-12 yeah, team. That, that was right yeah, I, I didn't really give my dream matchup, so I'll go ahead and give mine for a couple of reasons. Uh, partly, me and Jackson surprisingly have the same national champion pick, which is crazy. We don't agree on anything, and we both have K-State-Houston. So, uh, K-State's really w- fun to watch right now. They are really fun. Jeremy has mentioned it, that March Madness is starting to be especially criticizing Jason, who is not here. Uh, you don't have to have a big and and K State. Look, John Calipari was losing his mind in the post game press conference yesterday over the fact that they out rebounded K State by nineteen and lost. He couldn't believe it, and and that's just what K State did. Uh, I I think they had multiple guards with twenty plus points. I could be wrong on that. I know they had one guy with twenty seven. Uh, anyhow, would really love to see the K State matchup with Houston. And uh, Houston getting to the final four by way of being down by two with 0.5 seconds left, a full court heave to upset the Texas Longhorns and send Jonathan uh, home. And uh, Jonathan lives in Houston. So if the Longhorns do go to the final four, he will be there. So would love to see the, the hopes and dreams ripped away from the Longhorn fans. Well, and then also another thing about Kansas State is I love how creative they've become with inbound plays now. I don't know if you guys saw it, oh. but they're running like football-style plays. Like, dude, what Jerome Tang has done with this Kansas State team, he's revived that program. Kansas State is going to be a basketball powerhouse, I think, over the next years. Yeah, where's he from, Jerome Tang? He, he was, was an assistant at, I think it was Bay- Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one's doing the kind of stuff he's doing. He actually said it was because of Patrick Mahomes. If you listen to, yeah. Mm -hmm. Claire, Jonathan. Um, I really like. I think everyone's sleeping on Gonzaga. I just love watching Gonzaga play, and I really think they're being slept on. I don't think I had them going very far far in my bracket, but the brackets, it's toast anyway. Um, but I really like Gonzaga and K-State or um, – who's the other one? 
I really like Creighton. I had Creighton going to the final four, I believe. Um, obviously, I didn't know Prince. it was going to be Princeton, Creighton. We didn't know what this matchup was going to be, but I really like Creighton and, um, and Gonzaga. As a Bama fan, you have to root for Princeton, right? You'd much rather play Princeton than Creighton, I would think. I don't know. I I think it's going to be difficult. These games now, from now on, it's just going to be difficult regardless of the team. Um, I'm more worried for defensive-minded teams, honestly, getting past San Diego State. Because we have such a good defense, I'm more worried about what our offense can do and how other defenses can hold our offense versus um, – like defense, yeah. our defense not being good enough. Cause I think our defense is pretty solid and I'm not worried about the defensive play, but the, but what we can do offensively and what other teams can do defensively. Yeah. Jonathan. Uh, I really like uh, Tennessee. Uh, I thought Duke was going to make a, a fairly deep run. I, I like Hunter. I thought that Duke team did really good. They were looking really good at, for how the how watching the Tennessee game and just how well Tennessee played, I really like that Tennessee team um, and Houston. I mean, I live in Houston, so I watched almost all their games this year. I mean, this, that's this this team. I I think that's that's the team to beat. I think Houston's. I think Houston has the best chance to go all all the way of the teams I have seen. I think Houston on that side of the bracket. If I, if I couldn't go with Texas, and the, yeah, the, the reason I got to... go ahead, Jack. Oh, I was going to say, I got to watch Houston play actually against Tulsa this year. And I mean, like we saw OU, Jeremy play against Texas and Oklahoma State and Arkansas. And Houston looks like they're, they're in my opinion, a step above all the other teams we even saw Oklahoma play. Yeah, they attacked the glass. And, and for OU fans, there's so many OU connections because Kelvin, his son Kellen, uh, two of their assistants, Qantas White and Hollis Price, were Sooners in the Final Four run. There's a lot of family connections of Sooners uh, that are actually on staff there at Houston. But, yeah, the way they play reminds me of a lot of, like, Michigan State back in the day. Uh, how just they out-rebound you. They attack the glass. They're really not outside of Shed and Sasser. It's not like they're great shooters. But, man, they get so many second-chance points, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Were you gonna say something, Beth? Yeah, I was just I was just gonna give uh what I was looking for uh through the finals. Yeah, go ahead. Um just taking a look at things, I gotta go uh with what Jackson and Hunter were saying. I would love to see Kansas State head to the national championship and then on the other side of things, um you know, I've just I just really like the Yukon Huskies. You know, I think it would be cool to see them get back to the uh, championship. You know, uh, I've been to the University of Connecticut, beautiful place, and you know, it's it's fun to you know watch them uh, this season. So I'd love to see some K State Yukon action in the national championship. Player player of the tournament. Who's it going to be? Who's going to be the guy? Marquise Noel. Yep, Marquise Noel. He's been insane. Uh, he's, he, Marquise Noel is what we call a dog. His court who's, vision is next level. Who's the guy for Houston that had like 26 the other night? Roberts? Sasser? No. What? It wasn't oh. one of the 
Oh, Roberts, he's their center. Yeah, this dude, Kelvin Sampson, went to ISO, went 1-4 and just said, here, you take the ball at the top and do whatever you want. And I think – I think it's Tremont Mark. I think that's who it was. It was Mark. That's who it was. That's who it was, yeah. They they couldn't guard him, guys. It, I mean, he looked very impressive. That's going to be my guy, Trayvon Mark. If Dylan DeSue has another game like he did on Saturday, I mean, he's so far he's had 17 and 10, and he had 26, and I think he had – I think he had – 10 rebounds as well. Yeah, he had another double-double. So he had he had uh, 28 and 10, 17 and 10. He has another game like 25 and 11. I mean, who knows what he could do. The, if, if Texas goes, all, say, all the way to the national championship, is he going to score 20 points in all these games except the round of 64 game? I mean, it's hard to go against that for best player in tournament. He was the Big 12 tournament uh, player, uh, player of the tournament. So, I mean, I could see him adding that if Texas goes all the way. For sure, yeah. Yeah, Javen, uh, you're the only one here who has not given your uh, national champion pick as we sit on oh, the yeah. verge of the Sweet 16. Who do you got? Um, so my national champion actually uh, was UCLA. So I had them winning it all. Um, but, yeah, I think they just play well-rounded basketball. They've got an experienced team as well. Um and guys that have played a lot together. So I think that that's a good blend to have when it comes to March. So they're hot. I think they could play well and take it all the way. Yeah, they got a tough Sweet 16 matchup with Drew Timmy. Uh, Drew Timmy in March is just uh, a different breed. Yeah, we know what happened last time UCLA had to play Gonzaga. Jalen Suggs with that wild shot from that poor and. I think if Suggs doesn't hit that shot, UCLA wins a national championship that year. I agree. Yeah, that UCLA team was really good. It was just – I mean, they're led by Juzang, who he plays – I forget where in the NBA, but I know he plays. Do they still have the coach – is UCLA's coach is still the guy from that – was Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a good coach. Yeah, Claire mentioned Gonzaga, and then you just brought him up again. Drew Timmy, I don't know if you saw his uh, comments about what he said in the locker room. Yeah. Dude, that guy's a leader, man. I want him on my team. I mean, that guy, you don't need a coach when you got a guy like that in the locker room. Yeah, guess what? He's probably coming back for a fifth year. That's I'll be crazy. shocked if he doesn't. If uh, at all, he's going to be the player of the tournament. And if Alabama wins it all, it's going to be Brandon Miller. And Campbell, maybe, if uh, who UCLA wins. So, it really, I guess it just depends on who wins <laughs> as player of the tournament but and maybe it's not brandon miller if alabama does win it all this guy who's been yeah that one's a little I, I don't know if they would consider the round of 64 game really yeah because he, he did drop zero in 19 minutes in that in the round of 64 game so that, was, we don't know i they're with uh, there, there's this controversy. I'm sure all of y'all are aware of the controversy that is happening, and I'm going to choose not to say my opinions or anything what I think of the controversy, but I will say this. I know, I know the media pushes. It's not just with sports. It's with everything. They push a certain point of view. I'm not saying he didn't do anything. I'm not saying, you know, 
if I think the program's disciplining him enough, but I think part of that might have been a discipline thing that we don't know about, that it might not have been public, why he did not play. That's just my speculation, totally. But I think that, you know, they want him further on, and they this team believes that he can go further. And so they kept him under 20 minutes of playtime. Coach Oates talked about, you know, they were really trying to keep him under 20 minutes of playing time in that first round because um, they, they were pretty confident that they were going to win. Obviously, you, we don't know until it's over. you got to fight till the last even seconds in these March Madness games. But when you, you know, they want him later on and he hadn't, you know, he went from zero to 19 points, you know. And so although he wasn't the top scorer on the team, I really like Javon Quinterly actually um, to possibly be the player of the tournament because he just, this is, he's a senior, he's well-seasoned and experienced and he, he just is highly underrated in my opinion. He's a guard. And so he just has done a phenomenal job. He had 22 points and let me see, 22 points and um, a bunch of, he had only two rebounds, but typically he averages more rebounds. And there's just so many players that I would say that this team is so talented and loaded. I think so many times that it's the focus is on Brandon Miller when there's this team is loaded loaded with talent um and just this talent and so you know obviously teams don't always win upon just talent you have to work as a team and you have to have a well-coached team and they have to play to those abilities but I like Brandon Miller and it is very possible that he could he could win that player of the tournament but I don't know I really like Javon Quinterly as well for Alabama if they do end up winning it you bring up point who are the last five uh champions ncaa champions can we name them who are they kansas baylor gonzaga baylor gonzaga is it also villanova yeah north carolina and villanova i think villanova got one yeah 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 because eric pascal hit that shot at the end right the point is look at the coaches of those teams it's rare that – and I'm not saying anything against Texas's coach because I love Rodney Terry. I think he's done a great job. And I don't know why he has not been offered, except they're probably going to wait until the tournament. But you look at the coaches. Are, are there teams we're leaving out? We've talked about a lot of teams. Any team outside of maybe Tom Izzo, is there any other team that we're leaving out that may have a superstar coach that we're forgetting about? or Mark Pugh. Mark Few, yeah, I mean. But he hasn't won that national championship yet, so I don't know if he can. So did Gonzaga not win? No, because they lost, right? Yeah. I thought they won it. Okay, yeah. I thought they did too. Maybe. They lost to Baylor, didn't they? That's right. Baylor. Yeah, beat- yeah. Gonzaga's just that team that this is. They never perform in March. Their fifth straight uh, Sweet 16 performance, yeah. and – they're in the final four more times than not. I mean, so much that we thought they won the national championship. And didn't Virginia get a championship a couple there years ago? There you go. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because they did it the year after they lost to the 16 seed. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost won a lot of money on that game. That. If Texas Tech would have took the two to win it in regulation, I Wait, won a thousand dollars. I forgot Texas Tech was in that. Yeah, Chris Beard. Uh, I had the final score prediction of 77-75, and it was 75-75. And for whatever reason, Tech pulled up from three, missed it, and the game goes to overtime. 
So, yeah, that well, was a, that was a also the game watch. too, where Ty Jerome traveled at the end and it wasn't called. But that's a whole nother talk for another day. I yeah, Hunter, I I w- I'm in the same place as you. I had Texas Tech going all the way that year. Yeah, I think to kind of close this out, uh, you guys want to give your Sweet 16 picks game by game? Yeah, let's do it. You got it, Hunter? Yeah, I got the list right here. So, uh, first game up, we got Kansas State and Michigan State. Uh, I've said it earlier. uh, I have Kansas State going all the way to the national championship, so I'm going to take the Wildcats here. I'll pick State because Big 12 and Anton. Seth, what do you got? I'll take Kansas State. Um, they're they're just looking a little bit too hot right now to be stopped in the Sweet 16. Jonathan, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Kansas State as well. I mean, you look at how just how dominant this team's been in their past couple games. It's hard not to pick them for how they're playing. Yeah, Kansas State. I don't got to say much. Um. I'll take Tom Izzo and Michigan State. I think people are overlooking how passionate Tom Izzo's been in this tournament. And, I mean, you know, he's always been there every tournament. He's been there. Um, He's been a threat. But this year, he has almost a different mantra around him. He seems really fiery compared to other years, and I think he's willing to do what it takes to find a way to keep his team going. I think it's going to be a closer game than what some people might think. Um, but I, I have K-State going, going to the Sweet 16. Yeah. So, actually, in that game, uh, majority of the people here, uh, all but one, or I guess Jeremy uh, picked Michigan State. Or Wait, no, my bad. I'm, I don't know what I'm yeah. thinking about. Yeah, all but one picking Kansas State. Michigan State is favored by two as of oh, right wow. now by Sportsbook. Wow. Uh, next up, the next game of the Sweet 16, Arkansas-UConn. Uh, Arkansas, that, that, that Arkansas, Kansas pick for me in my bracket was a very tough pick on Arkansas. Just they're they're so talented. And in March, that team should win. And then you have Kansas defending national champ, one seed, best team in the big 12 team should win. But I, I had Kansas go into the final four, uh, now kind of looking at it. I I can see Arkansas making that run. So I'm going to go with the hogs. Woo pig suey for me. Yeah. Taking a look at that one, you know, Arkansas, UConn, it feels like in these first couple games, you know, UConn, uh, they've they've had some issues at the start. You know, I think that could definitely bite them there, but I'm just going to go with my heart and take the Huskies. I had Arkansas winning against Kansas, so I, they sh- they didn't show me anything not to pick them, so I'm, I'm going with Arkansas again. <clears throat> See, in my opinion, this may be the most tough game that we have to pick throughout it all. I think this is a hard game. And, you know, I look at Arkansas. They have guys like Nick Smith and Anthony Black. But I think it's going to come down to the team that can do the most dirty work, get the most boards, and I think that's going to be UConn. Uh, I agree with Jackson. This is a very hard game to pick. and I think these are two very good teams. Arkansas definitely, I think, was underseeded a little bit. But I am going to go with Arkansas. I think they're hot right now, um, and this team is full of a lot of energy, and I think they can bring it to UConn. 
Yeah, I agree. I like, I have Arkansas. Um, it's, I think it's also going to be a close game. Um, but I think the, the Hogs are going to go farther than people um, are thinking. And the SEC has been killing it so far. So might, yep. might be a little bit of a bias pick. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've held on to some hope of Reporter Moser on the fact that we're going to the SEC. And now it's looking like the SEC is better than the Big 12. So uh, if, if, if the Big 12 gets two teams in the Final Four, you can't really say that. We've had way too many lose. So. Well, uh, well, also technically at this point, I consider uh, Houston a part of our conference as well. So yep. ten- technically, they have three final four. So another shocker looking at the sports book. The uh, uh, almost unanimous pick is the underdog. Uh, UConn's favored by three and a half. Let's see if we can change it this time with Florida Atlantic and Tennessee. Uh, I said it before, Duke was a team that I really thought could go uh, very far. I had ORU going to the Elite Eight, and then Duke beat them. Uh, and then now Tennessee beat Duke. Uh, I got Tennessee. The SEC is just something else right now. This may surprise you. You know how I like underdogs. For the coach for Florida Atlantic talked about how they're going to watch Australian rules rugby uh, to prepare for Tennessee and Anyone who mentions Australian rules rugby in Florida Atlantic in this game, it's easier to get up and play. People don't expect you to win, but and I, look, Rick Barnes is a good coach. He's a great coach, but there's been times he hasn't been able to win maybe some of these big games. And I'm going to say this: another one he loses. Yeah, Tennessee always has a really good season, and then March Madness comes around, and. They either, like now, make it to the Sweet 16, look like a team that can go even farther, and then it's just a collapse that happens. So, Seth, who do you got? Um, Taking a look at the end of that FDU-FAU game, I mean, I, I get that emotions were running high, but, you know, maybe maybe a little bit too much zest on the uh, – 360 dunk that didn't go in at the end of the game for my taste from FAU. I got to go with Tennessee here. Um, they're going to hopefully get the win, avenge the loss of America's team, the FDU Knights. I'm also going to go Tennessee. I talked about it earlier. I think they can make a deep run. I, I have no reason to think that since I, since I thought Duke, like Hunter, was going to make a fairly decent run after beating yeah. ORU in yeah. the tournament. I have no reason to think Tennessee's not going to win this game. Yeah, Jonathan, I have a question for you real quick. What are yeah. your thoughts on Grant Williams on the bus to Jason Tatum? Grant needs to shut his mouth. Okay, don't tell Donovan Mitchell you're going to make two free throws. Go brick both of them and cost us a game. Cost us the number one seed. You want $20 million? Get out. You can ask Hunter. He is my least favorite player on the team. I oh cannot stand him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jackson, well, who do you got in that game? Well, you know, I don't I don't even know if I can see Florida Atlantic, Florida Atlantic scoring 50 points against Tennessee because we saw Tennessee held Duke to what was it, 53 points. So I think Tennessee is going to blow them out. Um, yeah, it's me. I think Tennessee's got this one as well. I think their performance against Duke was really convincing. I wasn't so sure about them coming into the tournament, but they definitely convinced me when it came to Purdue and also along the lines of what Seth said. I think Florida Atlantic having that 
embarrassing, I guess you could say, 360 dunk attempt. I mean, I don't even know what it – like, it was horrible. Like, what was it? Yeah, and I think that kind of just took away that big spark they had for making it to the Sweet 16 after kind of ending it in that embarrassing way. So I'm taking Tennessee. I think I'm going to take Tennessee too. I I'm a Duke fan. I have family that's from obvious. I've watched Duke for more years actually than I've watched Alabama basketball. Not a bandwagon. My aunt, we're my family. I was born in North Carolina, but I I like the Duke Blue Devils and I with this impressive win that Tennessee had over them. I and even Tennessee beating a red like a red hot Alabama. They were coming off the. After the loss from OU, they won their next four games by like an average margin of like 25, 26 points. Um, and they beat them by 11. So uh, I like Tennessee. I have them, them going far. Yeah, that's the first one so far. Uh, Tennessee, the favorites at five and a half. So wow. uh, the final game of Thursday night three seed <laughs> Gonzaga, two seed UCLA. Uh, Gonzaga, Drew Timmy. March Madness, the Zags are winning it. Totally agree, Hunter. I'm not even a Mark Few fan, but I love Drew Timmy. And I, I hate Drew Timmy, but he's just so good. Like, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. I'm going for. And the, the zesty dunk, that's what separates these uh, underdog teams from these teams who would never do that. That's what you got to love about. That's going to be on one shining moment. It has to be. Jeremy, what did you just say? What kind of dunk? The zesty the z- dunk. You even know what zesty means? I don't know y'all's language. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Let's just say that that dunk attempt was bussing. It wasn't dog water. <laughs> El Riz over it. It's even worse. It's even worse. Who do you got in that game? Um, I mean, Gonzaga's been here so many times. It just feels like each time the hype raises and guns on Gonzaga, they they find a way, they find a way to lose. So I gotta take I gotta take the UCLA Bruins. I, I gotta agree with Seth. I mean, how many times has Gonzaga been like a favorite or picked to win the tournament and they lose in the Sweet Sixteen or like? I, like the round of 32, like Gonzaga, and they never perform in March. Uh, so I've, I'm going to go with that role. I'm, I'm going UCLA. I'm going to have to go with Drew Timmy, guys. I think he's going to do it. Uh, I'm going to go with UCLA. Um, I think part of the reason Gonzaga struggles in March sometimes or struggles to come through when they're the favorites is I don't think the West Coast Conference prepares them to play – consecutive good games they can play a good game here and there but when it comes to playing good games for six straight games I don't think the West Coast Conference prepares you for that and I think UCLA you know like I said earlier is a great well-rounded team so I'll take UCLA I like UCLA but I'm gonna have to go with Gonzaga I I haven't watched them in years past uh, a bunch but I've I'm going to go with the unpopular pick just to be the unpopular pick, and I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Yeah, so in that game, UCLA is favored by two right now, and that brings us to Alabama-San Diego State. Uh, is this the time that Bama goes down? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll go with it, yes, uh, San Diego State. 
Yeah, I'm mm. picking Alabama, and the more I watch Alabama, and their the athleticism always wins games. I, to me, defense, rebounding, athleticism, multiple guards for the ball, they're going to win, in my opinion, Alabama. Yeah, the the SEC has proved itself, you know, um, through these first couple of rounds and. Alabama, you know, they really separated themselves from Maryland. So I'm going to take Alabama ahead of the Elite Eight. Um, I'm also going to roll with Bama. I mean, I've talked about how good of a team I think they they are for how they, they performed this season. I, I think Bama's going to go past. Possibly Bama. if San Diego State had Kawhi on their team, they would have a chance. But after that, I don't, I don't think they have a chance against Alabama. Yeah, no. I mean, I think Bama's – too good. I think Brandon Miller is too good. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Alabama. I'm taking Alabama, too. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to definitely be a battle of the defenses, so it's going to come down to who has, you know, better shots, better accuracy. Um, and because we really struggled with that in the last game, we didn't have great, great shots. And, um even when we didn't have Brandon Miller, I just want to point out, even when we didn't have Brandon Miller, even though we were playing a 16 seed, our bench had like 49 points. So, you know, Nick Pringles stepped up and he had like a ton of points. And um, I really have liked this team with Char- Charles Bediaco. Um, but I think the two key factors are going to be if our defense, no, if our offense, my, my mistake, if our offense can really get to work, if our defense can, you know, stay consistent, um, and we've really been having some problems with foul troubles the last couple of games. So I'll be interested to see if um, Charles Bediaco and Noah Clowney can stay off of, you know, four, four or less fouls. So, or three or less fouls, because they've been averaging like three or four. He, Charles Bediaco fouled out a couple times, you know, in the last like two weeks. And so um, I have Vama roll tied. Yeah, Bama is favored by seven and a half, uh, one of the bigger margins so far. Not the biggest. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Miami, Houston, Houston. Uh, it's just they're the one seed. They're they're the my national champion pick. Uh, I'm going with Kelvin Sampson and Houston Cougars. I'm going with Houston because they're also my national championship pick. I love Kelvin Sampson and and the fact that I forgot Miami was even in this tournament. <laughs> Hey, Jeremy, Miami beat the team that Jay, your brother, Jason, had going to the national championship. I agree. Oh, Hunter, Hunter, I'm also convinced that Jason knows nothing about college basketball, picking Indiana to go all the way. And you know what's so funny is in our March Madness, uh, like, bracket reaction podcast, Jason, it was very clear to point out how he – his name was up there of the 20 million brackets one year where he was in like the top 50 or something like that. And then this year, his national champion pick is gone. It's 20 million. Day one. And then Indiana, uh, My aunt- runner up, gone. Yeah, taking a look at things in this round, uh, it you got to go with Houston. They're the one seed for a reason. Um, they're – 
out rebounding um, Miami as well, and I think that that becomes pretty big um, as things go down the stretch. Yeah, uh, I I also think Houston's going to win this game. I mean, they're just so dominant. They're so good, and they've it, it, they're such a well rounded team. It's Houston's going to win this game. I think that a lot of people around the college basketball world don't really know how good of a team Miami is because they have they're debatably the best offensive team in the country, led by Nigel Pack. And I think Houston's going to show why they're going to debatably win the national championship with being able to shut down their offense. So I think Houston will win. Uh, yeah, uh, Miami's a great team, don't get me wrong. And I had a lot of doubts about Houston going into the tournament, but they've definitely silenced all of those. And um, I think Houston's a team that can really jump on you, um, especially in the early going. So I'll take Houston. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick Houston, too. Uh, they really caught fire after um, their loss to Alabama. And um, I think they only had two losses, maybe one after that game. And I think they've gotten increased, increasingly better since, since that game. So I'm going to go with Houston. Yeah, in that game, Houston is favored by seven. And that brings us to uh, Princeton, Creighton, Cinderella story. Uh, another one from New Jersey. And just as a spite, my biggest hater, he's not on here, uh, Brody Lusk. Uh, I'm going with Princeton. I'm also going with Princeton because it's Ivy League, and I, it's, it's a heart pick. I remember when I was growing up and you guys weren't even born, they did the backdoor cut all game long, backdoor cut, and upset I think it was Duke. Uh, and I've been a Princeton fan ever since, so – I would love to see Princeton win this game, and I'm going to pick Princeton as a Cinderella. Yeah, um, Creighton needs to keep Princeton in front of them, and they can't let Princeton get hot from deep. Mizzou let them do both of those things, but I think Princeton can do it again. Give me the Princeton Tigers. This this game's this game's a hard one because I, I watched I watched a Creighton team at the beginning of the year play uh, a Texas team led by Chris Beard, and they. That was a hard game for the Longhorns to win. And so from what I've seen from Creighton, they've obviously changed, gone through some up and downs, injuries and everything throughout the whole season. It's This is a hard matchup. I, I want to go the Cinderella story, Princeton. I want to go the 15 seed, you know, making it all the way to the Elite Eight. But I, I got to go with the Creighton Blue Jays. I, I, I've got to. I, 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 in, in my gut, I think that's who's going to win this game. Yeah, really down in my heart, I want Princeton to win. And it's – I I think I'm going to pick Princeton to win just because of the Cinderella story. And just like I said earlier, who doesn't love a good Cinderella story? As much as I want Princeton to win, um, Creighton, I think, is just a really good team. And without some injuries last year, I think they would have given – Kansas a big run for their money in the second round and they did for about the first 35 minutes of that game and um, so that being said I think Creighton ends the Cinderella story of Princeton I don't know this one's a tough one I think it's I don't know I don't know what I think outside of Alabama basketball my knowledge is not not very far and so and if Alabama does win against San Diego State I don't know which team I would rather have them play. I, 
my my heart wants wants to pick Princeton. I mean, who doesn't love a Cinderella story? But my gut is telling me Creighton. I I think they're highly underrated. I don't know why they're a six seed. I think they probably should have been a little bit higher. But I'm gonna go with Creighton. Uh kind of a shocker when you look. Everyone kind of struggled with picks on this one, and this is the biggest spread. Uh, Creighton is favored by nine and a half. Uh, Final matchup, Sweet 16, Xavier and Texas. Uh, I don't want the Longhorns to win, but actually I'm going to go with some reverse psychology. And for the first time, all tournament, I will pick the Texas Longhorns. Uh, maybe they will move on. Who knows? Texas, that's all I'll say because I don't really talk about Texas, but they're going to win. They're too athletic. Texas. Hey, Jonathan, you're muted. The muted Texas Jonathan. Muted. That's ironic. <laughs> I'm going to go Texas, obviously. Um, Jabari, Jabari Rice, uh, Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr can't they, – they can't have the shooting performances. I, I think I, I, may, I may have touched on this briefly in the first episode uh, that I didn't want Texas to rely too much on the three-pointer. Uh after an amazing shooting performance in the round of 64 game. Uh, and that seemed to have been the case early in the, um, in the Penn state game, we were relying too much on the three. Um, so I just want like, feed the ball to Dylan to Sue and uh, Timmy Allen down low early, and then work on getting the other guys involved. Uh, Marcus Clark can still continue to shoot mid ranges. I mean, his mid range was amazing Penn state. So just, they, they just got to go in with a mixture of how they went in against into the Colgate game and into the Penn state game. They can bring those together. They'll, get past the savior easily just just to be the person on this pod that's the butthole i'm gonna pick xavier just to be the person i'm sorry i'm sorry jonathan you may not like it but i but uh. i'm gonna take um texas i think uh they've been too good in the tournament so far and even the big 12 tournament um ever since i got rolling they've been hot um, and a big part of March Madness is being hot at the right time. So I'll take Texas. I don't know. I'm going to go with Texas because I don't even want to say anymore. I'm not even a you fan, and I don't want to say good things about Texas. <laughs> yeah, see – he hasn't, Claire. You you haven't drank the wrong Kool Aid all, all all your life, so it's okay. We'll we'll get to talking more when football season comes, and I'll I'll come for the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, so that matchup, Texas is favored by four. Uh, if they do win, that keeps my what I said earlier, Final Four, heartbreak alive for Jonathan. So uh, that's going to do it. It's been a fun 55 minutes uh, with almost all of our writers from searchsportsnetwork.com. If you're not already uh, subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, You'll get some fantastic articles from all these writers, Uh, not just OU content. We're doing, we're trying to do everything we can. Uh, The more, the merrier. Uh, We have Seth here, Missouri Tigers. Jonathan, Texas Longhorns, Javen, Kansas Jayhawks, and Claire, Alabama Crimson Tide. 
So that's a pretty uh, wide variety of teams. Uh, We also got some professional sports content, Brody with the Thunder. I've been covering the World Baseball Classic, MLB, all that stuff. And if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe and subscribe on Spotify. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We'll probably have another uh, Sweet 16 16, uh, recap uh, come, I guess. Would it be Saturday? Uh, Saturday morning, hopefully. Who knows? Good, guys. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.